finished the last week's sermon encouraging all of us to fight back, there has been an urge within my heart to continue this week's sermon in the same line. I never really planned for a sermon series on this topic, but it looks like that it may continue to evolve as a sermon series on mental health. One of the areas that is so loosely addressed in the churches, but yet it is so profoundly needed for our life today, that it is needed to be discussed openly at the church, that God and his word has the ultimate say on this major crisis known as mental illness. Mental health is a very wide and very vast topic or subject where already enough, more than enough research is done in the medical science and in human psychology. Yet there is a great you know, emptiness when you think about what God could do, what God could address, the mental illness according to his word. There is so much emptiness that only God could fill. How much of our medical science and psychology is trying to put, this, put together and address the need of the day. There is so much that God could do. So in this 45 minutes or so, we will not be able to cover the entire topic. But we will be barely scratching the surface that is sufficient for us to have to build a context to see what God has to offer to us this morning. But I believe this is the right time to address this area than ever before or ever later. As I foresee a danger that is coming upon God's people, which is already here, which is already here. So this morning, I gain all of your attention. It may be a longer sermon, but I want you to cooperate with me. We are going to learn something together. Some of these things may be new to you. Some of these things may you know already but we are trying to put in the proper context. And my only humble suggestion is do not try to take notes. You know, most of the time I tell you to take notes, but this sermon, for some reason, do not try to take notes. You know, you will not be able to catch with me. But instead, you, I encourage you to listen to the recordings later if you want to take notes or you want to listen more. Let's turn our Bibles to Proverbs chapter 22, verse 3. Proverbs chapter 22, verse Three, we also get the scripture on the screen if you find it difficult to read from your Bible. Proverbs chapter 22 verse 3. A prudent man foresees evil and hides himself. But the simple pass on and are punished. A prudent man, a wise man, a careful person who is very attentive and careful... He foresees the evil and hides himself. But the simple, the one who takes everything easy, who doesn't care about anything, the simple pass on and are punished. Foreseeing or having a prophetic vision, looking forward are the characteristics of the wise. But believing everything 
not really taking any serious, not really paying any serious attention, being careful is the simple or the simpleton or the gullible. Foreseeing the danger is the wisest thing to do. You and I are living in a world where danger is ahead of us. Danger is everywhere. Your future is in threat, under threat. And there are so many things are working against our lives. And God is telling this morning, foreseeing the danger is the wisest thing today. Last week we talked about fighting back. And today we are going to talk about foreseeing danger. And I would like to title my sermon this morning as foresee danger. Can you say that with me? Foresee danger. The current symptoms and the troubles that we see around us today gives an indication on what is coming. Predictability in the unpredictable life is worth a million bucks. You know, God wants us to have sensitivity to the current situation so that we can look forward to escape from the coming danger. We can hide ourselves. That's what the scripture says. God wants us to foresee this evil that is there already and is coming forcefully on our lives and prepare ourselves accordingly. One such evil that is already there in the world, but it is coming with its aggressive face over your life and over your family is mental illness. God wants us to be aware of mental illness. What is mental illness? God wants us to identify, God wants us to accept the fact that that is already affecting you and affecting your family. And God wants you to do something about it before you become a victim and your family becomes a victim for this dangerous and deceitful harm that is coming on the face of this earth known as mental illness. Last week we said when we are emotionally attacked, we need to fight back. I got a couple of feedback from some of you that God is asking you to fight back. God is not asking you to keep quiet, but God is asking you to fight back. And today we are seeing we need to look forward to foresee the danger known as mental illness that is standing at our doorstep. Let me ask you some question this morning. If you can put the next slide, please. How many of you are handling emotional pain since the time you are born? It's a very personal question, directly asking to you. How many of you handle this emotional pain since the time you, are, you came into the existence on the face of this earth? How many of you are emotionally attacked since your marriage? How many are emotionally, or how many of your mental pain has become more severe than your physical pain? Since the time you lost your spouse or your spouse left you or even he may be living with you still. Your emotional pain has become more than your physical pain. How many of you don't feel your physical pain anymore as your mental pain has become a shooting, throbbing and it is a burning pain inside of you that has already desensitized you physically. You don't feel that pain anymore. You don't feel that physical pain anymore because you become insensitive of that physical pain because your mental pain and your mental struggle is so much 
How many of you are conditioned? You are really conditioned to live a life that mental stress has already silenced your emotions. You don't have any emotion at all, whether it's something good happens or something bad happens. You are not in a position to show any emotion. This morning, this sermon is for you and for your family. What is mental health? Mental health is our emotional and psychological and social well-being. It affects the way we think. It affects the way we feel. It affects the way we express our emotions. It affects the way we do things. Mental health is the ability to function effectively in our day-to-day activities. Resulting in productivity in our workplace. Resulting in productivity in our school. Experiencing or having a fulfilled relationship. Or developing kind of flexibility to change or flexibility to handle the adversity. Mental health is important at every stage of life from childhood and adolescence and through adulthood. Mental health is very, very important for you and for me. What is mental illness? We talked about mental health. What is, you know, I need to suddenly talk about all these things. Some of you are more familiar with this area, but some of you are not. What is mental illness? A mental illness can be defined in many ways and one of the many ways is here. A mental illness can be defined as a health condition that affects a person's thinking and affects a person's mood or feelings and behavior or all these three or four together. It causes so much of distress. It causes so much of difficulty in the way we have been functioning in our lives every day. Mental illness is also called as, listen to me, mental illness is also called as mental, dis, uh, mental health dis, disorders. They refer to a wide range of conditions that we encounter, we go through in our lives. The disorders that affect our mood, the disorders that affect our thinking pattern, our behavior, the way we do things. So they are known as mental illness or mental health disorders. If you can go to the next slide, some of the more common disorders listed here depression bipolar disorders dementia schizophrenia you know we may not be able to go and find out define uh, what they are that's not the objective of this sermon today morning we may do it in the coming days or it is something that probably you can find out what is depression what is bipolar and what is dementia what is schizophrenia and what is anxiety disorders and various other things there are many of them that are listed many people have mental concerns from time to time we all go through it i go through it at times we feel so low that repeats at times that frequency of the time being low increases but a mental health condition or a concern becomes a really a mental illness when ongoing signs and symptoms cause frequent stress that really affects our ability to function in our day-to-day -day life. You know, this morning as I speak, I want you to relate what you're going through in, my, in your life. I know what I'm going through in my life. I'm not here without a context. You may see only outside. I may see your outward appearance, but God knows and you know 
what you are going through in, in, in your life. So I'm not here totally out of context. Don't think that, you know, everything is perfect in my life. Everything is perfect in my marriage. Everything is perfect, you know, in my finance. No, 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 not at all. I want you to relate. So at times we have time to time issues, but then when it starts persisting, it starts continuing, it starts affecting your day-to-day -day life. You don't feel like doing it, which you used to do. You don't feel like sleep, getting out of the bed because you want to continue to sleep. You don't, want, you, don't, you don't want to come into the light. You want to sit in the darkness forever. You don't want to meet people. You want to hide yourself. There is something wrong. That's the time God is asking us to foresee the danger that is on our way. If you can go to the next slide. Mental health conditions affect 50 percentage, sorry, 15 percentage of the world population. That simply means more than 1 billion people around the world have either mental health issues or substance abuse disorder. 60 million Americans, maybe a little older statistics. That means one in four or one in five adults, they experience mental illness in a given year. If you talk to five different people, one of them are already affected, one of them are having, going through the mental illness in their lives worldwide. Even if you take the life of children, one in chill, 10 children, they live with a serious mental disorder. One in 10 children can be your child. It can be my child. It can be our, somebody from our Sunday school. It can be one of your classmates in your school. Mental disorders also shortens lives. Life expectancy is reduced by Statistics says, research says 10 to 25 years for those who are suffering through major mental disorders. We are talking this morning something that is serious. Something that is relevant to your life and my life. Something that you need to know as a parent and you need to know as a child. If you can go see the next chart. Increased mental disorder. We can look at the chart, number of people with mental illness has increased from 600 million in 1990. During last 30 years, it has increased to more than a billion as of now, during last 30 years. Why today we talk about this topic, it is more relevant than the previous decade. It is more relevant than, than you know, the people who have lived in the previous life. Today it is more relevant. If you can go to the next slide. Doctors Grow, Harlem and Brundtland, a former uh, Norwegian prime minister, who also served as a director general of WHO from 1998 to 2003. This is what she said. In 2000, five out of the 10 leading causes of worldwide disability were mental conditions, five out of 10, were mental conditions in 2000. Depression, and she says currently, that is 2000, in the year 2000, depression was the fifth leading cause of mental disability. And she also predicted, saying in 2020, depression will be the second major cause of global disability. And today, depression is the leading cause of the disability in the United States for individuals between the age of 15 and 44. Depression is a major cause of disability 
comparing to heart condition, arthritis, and various other diseases. Depression is the major leading cause of people in the middle age. Mental disorders are among the most common cause of disability across the world today. So today, this morning, we are talking about something serious. Now, we may not be doing a healing crusade for physical healing, but we are doing much more than what is needed for physically, what is needed for emotionally, what, what we are in need of. What triggers mental illness? Anything that is simple that could trigger mental illness if you continue to get exposed to those things. A couple of things I have listed here. Feeling excluded. Feeling scolded often if you start scolding a child often the child will soon fall into mental illness feeling judged feeling blamed feeling and feeling uncared feeling neglected feeling ignored feeling unloved sometimes we feel unsafe feeling trapped into some situation lack of passion being under control being misunderstood all these are various causes or triggers of mental illness Sometimes we expect, our expectations are not met. Sometimes we are unable to accept failures, can easily lead us into mental illness. These are some simple causes. There are more, you know, serious life events such as losing a loved one, divorce, separation, any major transition, buying a home or a new school, a new job can put tremendous mental pressure on you and me. Traumatic life experiences. Sometimes, you know, we go through life experiences which cannot forget, we can't forget those things easily. Living through natural disasters, people who go through natural disasters and when they come out of it, they can never forget the trauma that they encountered. Rape and abuse, war, car accidents, death of loved ones. At times you keep on listening to people, there's heartbreaking conditions. And the more you receive, the more you listen to such stories, you can, mental illness can be easily triggered inside of you. What are the possible signs of mental health? A couple of them we know already. Confused thinking, we are unable to think straight. Prolonged depression, sadness. Irritability, feeling extreme highs at times and feeling extreme lows, that you have a problem. If you are, if you are one of the, if you have one of those symptoms, at times we have excessive fear, we have excessive worry, we have excessive anxieties. At times we withdraw socially from people. We don't want to meet people. We don't want to talk to people. We just want to, you know, take care of our own business. Signs of mental illness. Strong feeling of anger. Dramatic change in eating habits, in lifestyles and sleeping pattern. Strange thoughts, delusions. Seeing or hearing voices and visions that are really not existing hallucinations. By the way, do not believe that everything that you see as a vision. Do not tell me that God is telling you to do everything in your day-to-day -day life. That's not God. God doesn't tell you that way. God doesn't show you everything that is in front of you. That's not God. Bible doesn't say that. Delusions, hallucinations, seeing or hearing the things that are not existing, that are in there really. And there's a growing inability to cope up with the daily issues, daily problems. You find it is so difficult at the end of the day. You get so frustrated and become so tired. 
suicidal thoughts. Every time having a physical ailment is a result of your mental health. Unnecessary ailment, there are physical uh, sicknesses, diseases that you are, you are not able to relate to. I'm talking about that is something that you are going through in and out. Substance abuse, hurting yourself. Some of the symptoms, signs of mental health, mental health conditions. The question that we are going to ask is, does mental health matter to God? Does mental health matter to God? I would say yes. Certainly mental health matters to God. When God created us, he created us in his own image. I want you to understand what had really happened after that. We were created as, if you can put the next slide, if you can create, we were created as biological, physical, and spiritual, psychological, and social being. Biological or physical, spiritual, psychological, and social being. That's how God created us. Genesis, let's go back to the word of God. Genesis chapter 1 verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Verse 28, then God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Verse 31, Genesis chapter 1. Then God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was very good. So the evening and the morning were the sixth day. You can jump to Genesis chapter 2 verse 7. And the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground, and breathed into his nostril the breath of life. And man became a living being. That's how God created us, where this mental health issue came from. And obviously we have an answer. When sin entered into the relationship or the intimacy of these relationships, these relationships broke as guilt and shame and selfishness disrupted or disordered or distorted the connection that we have with God the connection that we have with our fellow human being, the connection we have with the nature, and the connection with we have within ourselves. Those things were distorted, deformed. They were disrupted just because of sin. When sin came, not only physical trouble came, but trouble came also emotionally. This morning, I want you to pay attention. I want you to listen that God is speaking to you. God is revealing those areas in your life, the troubles that you are going through in your life and in your family. So even though our relationship with our God is restored through Christ, still the connection with our fellow human being are broken. Our connection with the rest of the world is still in a broken condition, is disrupted and distorted. This causes not only the physical illness, but it also causes mental illness even though bible doesn't explicitly address or talk about mental health as we do talk about today but mental health is an integral or inherent part of the scripture that's what i'm trying to bring out this morning bible talks about the wholeness completeness belonging or peace the inner peace that is needed the shalom peace with which we were created but since the fall, man lost it. 
but through Christ we are restored back to that wholeness Paul writes in 1st Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 23 if you can read that with me 1st Thessalonians 5 23 can we read that together now may the God go ahead of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit soul and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ that's where it's all corrupted today what God is trying to preserve the world the fallen world the enemy corrupts so as the whole world is struggling through mental health our God is capable of restoring our God is capable of preserving the whole spirit soul and our body for the coming of the Lord for those who trust in God today we need to look forward to see the danger that is entering in our lives Bible provides useful guidance to prevent mental health how can we escape the danger when you have any of the symptoms of the mental illness such as feeling sad for a long time feeling low for quite often confused thinking reduced ability to do the daily thing reduced ability to concentrate excessive fear worry anxiety extreme mood changes from high and low withdrawal from friends and withdrawal from families and withdrawal from activities significant tiredness and feeling low energy and problem sleeping and all these symptoms put together Bible gives us an idea how to deal with this remember it is time to foresee the evil it is time to foresee the danger that is ahead of us as a child of God you need to take certain preventive steps to protect yourself and your family there are a couple of things that we need to remember can you all say remember <laughs> remember there are a couple of things that we need to remember there are a couple of things that we need to do and there are a couple of things that we are not supposed to do let's go through that quickly to remember number one we need to remember that we are not alone in this battle you know when we go through the struggle at times the feeling that comes in our lives I'm a child of God how can such thing comes in my life and God wants you to know that we are not alone in this battle God's people have suffered mentally emotionally physically since the fall throughout the Bible you know we see people who have gone through depression people who have gone through emotional illness let's name a couple of them Elijah David Jonah Saul the demon possessed man in the gatherings Mary Magdalene and the woman who was caught with the you know caught in the adultery there are so many people we can go on and on year after year many have suffered mental illness emotional disability even Christ himself cried out in despair at the cross as he was hanging at the cross he cried out to the father saying my father my father why have you forsaken me at the garden of Gethsemane he was at the peak of his mental illness his mental condition because physically it was not allowing him to take the cruel cross upon himself even he had to receive help from God you know today how much more you and I go through this mental struggles you may be saying exactly what David said on the other day Psalm 22 verse 1 my God can you read it with me my God have you not said this in your prayer time have you not said this in your distress have you not said this when you had trouble in your life my God my God why have you forsaken me 
Why are you so far from me, hiding from me, not even helping me in this situation? You may be telling me, sometimes when we talk to people, they say, best you don't understand what I'm going through. But remember, when we suffer, we are not alone. When we go through the situation, remember, we are not alone. Mental illness, as I said, is more common than what we think today. World Health Organization says one in five, four or five people worldwide, they experience mental health issues. Even in our congregation, you are not the only one. You are not the only one. As we have some access to you, I'm telling you, you are not the only one. Even in our congregation, mental health issue knocks at every door. You are not the only one. And this morning, God wants you to cheer up because we can fight this battle together. This is the trick of the enemy. This is the danger that is coming on our way. And God wants you to identify and fight it out. The two, second thing to remember is it's not your fault. Today you may be going through a mental condition, but it's not your fault. Though mental health is a result of the original fall, don't think that it is not a punishment from God for your sin. Don't think that it is a punishment from God for the, your, for the sins of your parents. Remember when Jesus was ministering to a born blind, the disciple asked, disciples asked Jesus, whose sin it is? Whether it is his own sin or the sin of his parents that he is born blind. Today many times we are interested in that. In that family, there is no children. All the children born in the family, they die prematurely. Maybe it's because they did some sinful thing. Maybe it's because their parents, who knows their generation, they did something sinful. That's the thought of the disciples. That's our thought today. You know what Jesus said? Jesus answered. Let's read that John chapter 9 verse 3. Jesus answered, neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. You cannot blame you for what you're going through today. It was your decision, that's fine. It was you, you think that you messed up that situation, but you cannot blame you. If that is the case, only you should be going through mental condition, mental illness, but that's not true. One out of four are going through the depression and the oppressions that is in the air already. The enemy is already propagating. Enemy is already propagating it so aggressively. Of course, sin can worsen the condition of mental illness or it can stir up depression or anxiety. Sin also spreads that infection of darkness into our lives. And that's the reason we need God. That's the reason we need Jesus. People need to come to Lord God. People need to come to the light to expel the darkness, to ex so that the spiritual realm is cleared in their lives, so that they are set free. Mental illness is something to do with your spiritual and your emotional and your psychological part of your body. You can't blame the poor you for what you're going through today. At times, you know what, even God doesn't give what you want. And why are you blaming yourself for that? 
It's not your problem. God did not give that to you. You asked for it. God didn't give you. What can you do? At times there is delay. God delays things. There is nothing that you can do about it. And why you need to shut yourself? And why you need to go into depression and anxiety? It's not your problem. It's God to do that way in your life. So we need to stop blaming ourselves. The second thing to remember is it's not your fault. Thirdly, God wants us, to, wants us not to do this. Don't do this. That's what God says. Number three, going away from God is not an option. The first thing the believers do when they are mentally challenged is to go away from God. I don't know why it is. I'm trying to understand that. It happens even to me. It happens to all of us. Immediately we come to a conclusion saying that I have nothing to do with God. I stop praying. I stop going to church. I believe God, but you didn't give me anything. I don't want God. This is a wrong move of a child of God that a child of God, God could make. This is one of the wrong moves. I was thinking about it. It is like this. Imagine this way. It's like an ambulance or EHS picking up a patient who is struggling with heart condition, heart attack, and speeding at the doubles of the speed limit, but in the wrong direction, going away from the hospital. Is that going to help? No. When you are emotionally weak, it is very important to come to God. I tell you why. Because your attack is severe. When you are emotionally down, you are attacked, you are attacked, you are under attack. You need somebody who is more powerful than you to take care of you. To give you shelter, to stand beside you during this time. Listen to me, let prayer, or let not lose prayer's importance, the importance of prayer. Let's not lose the significance of the word of God. During this time, you may, you may feel like not praying. You may feel like not listening to God's word. But let's not lose that. It's important during this time. Do not get angry with God. God has not done anything to you. Do not walk away from God. Trust in God. This is a time that you need to most trust God. Fix your eyes on Jesus because the waves, the waves are so heavy, so tall, so high. The sea is raging. Things are coming against you. You need to trust God. And this is the time you need to fix your eyes on Jesus. And you need to submit yourself to God. And wait for God's timing. There is nothing that you can do about it. Delay is a delay. Waiting is a waiting. There is nothing that you can do about it. Other than coming closer to God. James chapter 4 verse 8. James right here. Read that with me. Draw. Can you read that with me? Beautiful scripture. Draw near to God. And he will draw near to you. That means if we go away from God, there is no good, gain, no good that you are going to gain other than God is going away from you. Number four, don't do this. Don't fight this battle alone. Don't fight this battle alone. Many of us, when we are emotionally down, we isolate ourselves. Especially teenagers, students, youth. The reason is we think that we shouldn't bother anybody. Why? It's my problem. Why should I 
discuss or share my problem with somebody else and you know put their mood down let me handle it within me if we do so we are making a big mistake we need to fight against this battle and we can't battle alone do not fight this battle alone remember when the children of israel were moving in the wilderness at some point of time they were fighting against the amalekites as joshua was leading the army moses was standing at the mountain top and the battle started and when moses hands were going up you remember joshua and the army they are moving forward and when moses let his hand down the amalekites were prevailing the amalekites were moving forward that was the scenario and moses hands became so tired and moses when he became tired aaron and her they both come to support moses and they were holding moses hands up so that the victory can be won you know that's the exact scenario today you are battling this alone and god is telling this morning find out your aaron find out your her that's important you know we are not just made as a human being just to isolate ourselves and live in isolation you need people that's the reason we need fellowship that's the reason we need church someone on whom you trust someone who can give you godly counsel open up your situation with them and talk to them and get strengthened with their support you know bible says two are better than one bible says iron sharpens iron do not withdraw from everyone you know this is a mistake that we all make there are people that we need we we certainly need to avoid certain people during this time you know all those negative thoughts all those people you know come and blame us for what we are going through going through we need to avoid them but we need certainly we need genuine counsel with you know from people who are having genuine interest on our lives david in his difficult situation was looking for help let's read the scripture psalm 142 verse 4 he was in a deep depression in his life a man of god could easily go through that situation in his life or her life david was in one of them and he, here we read psalm 142 verse 4 look on my right hand and see for there is no one who acknowledges me i'm looking for help to see whether anyone could help me and support me i don't find anybody refuge has failed me no one cares for my soul that was the cry obviously someone who is going through that moment in his life he is looking for some support some help let's not fight this battle alone but finally there are two things that god wants us to do number five have a positive attitude you know one who is going through severe mental tiredness mental health issue mental illness if you being a child of god be a minister of god if you tell him you need to daily pray read your bible and go to church regularly it's not going to help it's not going to help that's the reason god has put psychologists that's the reason god has put doctors that's the reason god has built medical science we need to follow all the guidelines given by in those areas and then seek god god is the one who makes things prosper philippians chapter 4 verse 5 finally brethren can you read that with me together i will finish in 10 minutes finally brethren whatever things are true 
whatever things are noble whatever things are just whatever things are pure whatever things are lovely whatever things are of good report if there is any virtue any benefit any help and if there is anything price worthy meditate on these things you know that's what god wants you to turn your mind to any psychologist any psychiatrist will tell you to do this have a positive attitude word of god tells you the same thing do not lose your ability to focus on the positive things when negative things are overwhelming we need to discipline our mind not to think negative apply the principle of geico geigo or gigo you know what it is it's a software term maybe it says you know the quality of input determines the quality of output garbage in garbage out right if you give good data input you'll get good results if you put good food in your mouth you will have good i don't know i don't want to go there i'll be in trouble Apply the principle of G-I-G-O. But this is how I want to play this principle for us. Keep a garbage bin at the entrance of your mind. Anything negative comes, throw that into the garbage bin that you have kept at the entrance of your mind. Do not allow any negative. Throw that into the garbage. Keep another garbage bin at the exit of your mind when negative comes out of your mind throw that into the garbage thing do not throw it on your husband please do not throw it on your wife do not throw it on your children throw it in the garbage bin that you have kept at the exit of your mind try to follow this principle that helps you need to have a positive attitude number six finally not final just one more comfort your fear sorry confront your fear and anxiety with confidence you know many times we are living in fear when fear persists when it continues it becomes phobia it takes control of our mind god doesn't want us to be controlled by fear proverbs 3 25 says do not be afraid of a sudden terror nor of trouble sorry trouble from the wicked when it comes god doesn't want us to continue to live in fear fear must be confronted fear must be addressed fear must be challenged with the help of god we need to develop a relationship with god so that we grow in his love listen to me this is the technique we need to grow in the love of god because perfect love casts out fear you need to grow in the love of God. First John chapter 4 verse 18. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Perfect love is a love relationship that we have with your father. God expects you to have a proper relationship with your God because that love casts out all the fear. Confront your anxiety. You know, everyone has some level of anxiety. We must challenge, we must confront, face those anxieties in our mind. We cannot keep that in, inside of us. We must follow certain anxiety reducing technique. I'll give you some examples. It's good to cleanse your mind every day. 
It's good to going through the cleansing process of your mind every day. Every time, evening before you go to bed, it's a good time to do a mental wash. We all do car wash, right? I don't do it. <laughs> I've done that, you know, very long, long ago. <clears throat> so the way we do car wash, the way we do cleanse ourselves, before we go to bed, we need to do a mental cleansing. And all the anxiety is in our cluttering. All the thinking that is cluttering in our life, in our minds, we need to dump those things which are not important before we go to bed. Try to practice that. Bible gives us important advice on how to do mental wash. Psalm 4, 4. Can you read with me Psalm? Come with me to Psalm chapter 4, verse 4. Be angry. Can you read that together? Be angry and do not sin. That gives me a little comfort. Meditate within your heart on your bed and be still. What we need to meditate? We need to meditate within your heart on your bed, not those negative things, not those things that are causing you anxiety. Meditate the word of God. My wife gives one of the, 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 one of the best advices. When I say that I am not getting sleep, what she says? She says, keep saying scriptures. I mean, I don't want to use scripture to get sleep. So. <laughs> but you know what? It's good to meditate on godly things. It's good to meditate on God, the attributes of God, the characters of God. When we do that, that's what scripture says, be angry and do not sin. Meditate within your heart, on your bed, and be still. When you do that, all the anxieties will be removed. Our mind will be cleared. We will be able to confront anxiety in a better way. That's the reason Jesus said, do not be anxious. What shall we eat? What shall we wear? What shall we drink? Seek first the kingdom of God. Finally, the one thing to remember, the number seven, God is closer to those who suffer. Remember, as we are going through this mental challenging time, the emotional challenges, do not ignore God. Do not go away from God. Know that God is not ignorant, totally ignorant of your situation. He is not careless about what you are going through. God knows your struggles. God knows your pain. God is near to those who, are, who have a broken heart. Psalm 34, verse 18. The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and saves such as have a contrite spirit. God knows your brokenness. God doesn't hate you. God doesn't reject you because of your brokenness. Psalm 51, verse 17. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit. A broken and contrite heart. These, oh God, you will not reject. You will not hate. You will not despise. Assume and know that it is not the nature of God to senselessly torment you. Torment his children forever. I want to read these beautiful scriptures and close. Lamentations chapter 3 verses 31 to 33. Can you read that together? Shall we all just arise? Let's get into a time of prayer as we read this. Lamentations chapter 3 verses 31 to 33. For the Lord will not cast off forever. Verse 32. Though he causes grief, yet he will show compassion according to the multitude of his mercies. Verse 33. For he does not afflict willingly nor grieve the children of men. Always remember God doesn't hurt you. God doesn't bother you. God doesn't put you into struggle. God is always with you in your brokenness. Always remember Jesus is with you. 
Even in the boat which was tossed by the winds and the waves, Jesus was there in the boat. As we summarize, let's read that together as we read the summary. Remember, these are a couple of things that we need. Remember, you are not alone in this battle. Remember, it is not your fault. Going away from God is not an option. Don't fight this battle just by yourself. Have a positive attitude. Confront your fear and anxiety with confidence. Remember, God is closer to those who are suffering, who those who are going through difficulty. Shall we just close our eyes this morning?